The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you. He will be in you. The gospel of the Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. Well, that was a nice chaotic beginning to a service, was it not? (laughs) And very appropriate for Pentecost. Pentecost is the reminder that what is old has become new again. The Spirit has always been with us. We see it addressed in the very first verses of Genesis, where the breath of God, the Spirit, moves over the waters of chaos and brings all of creation into being. Chaos is where things begin. Just yesterday at Grace Cathedral, where Mason was confirmed, yay, Mason. We'll give him another round of applause later, too. Oh, later, Cliff, later. Bishop Mark spoke about the waters of baptism as being the waters of chaos. They are the waters that the Spirit moved over at the beginning of creation. They are the waters that overcame the Egyptians pursuing the Israelites, fleeing from slavery in Egypt. And they are the waters that mark the end of one way of life and the beginning of a new way of life in God, in Christ, 
So it always begins with chaos. And the chaos is meant to be a marker, a departure point from the way things were towards the way things are becoming. And you could say that chaos is the way that the spirit gets in. Now, if you are like me, you have had it just about up to here with chaos, right? Welcome to our world, right? I don't need to enumerate the list. You know the list, and it seems to get longer every day. But I want to turn you with that thought in mind to that first lesson today. Bill said this morning, he challenged me, he said, I hope you're going to explain that. Because I don't like the God depicted there. I get it, Bill, right? But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What is this story of the Tower of Babel about? Well, it's about many things. It begins with history, of course, If you think about it, Babel is actually a reference for the ancient Israelites to Babylon. And in fact, there are some historical records that there was a ziggurat in Babylon that was erected sometime around 600 B.C. But what the early Israelite authors are also doing is they're taking a legend from another culture and they're incorporating it into their history, their story, which in part is remembering being exiled into Babylon, which was a hugely chaotic moment for the ancient Israelites. Because everyone who had anything to do with leadership or power in Jerusalem or the culture of the ancient Israelites, was taken up to Babylon, and the first temple was raised, destroyed, by the Babylonian invasion. It's hard to define chaos any other way than that, right? So that memory is very deep in the writers of Genesis as they're crafting this story as a lesson about what God does when God encounters what? Anyone want to take a guess? Pride. Human hubris. That's what's going on in that story. The idea that without God, we can build the perfect society. We can do anything we want. Now tell me, where have you heard that before? Right? I don't want to get all political on you, but I'll get political just this much. Think of the American narrative for the past 80 years. We can do anything, right? And it's not just our narrative. It's actually the narrative of just about any nation on Earth. We get these notions, and they are like the people building the Tower of Babel, delusional, really. And sooner or later, chaos arrives and knocks us back down to a real size. Whether that chaos is a war, unfortunately, or a breakdown in societal order, or as Steve is fond of reminding us, a breakdown in our institutions, a 
They don't work quite as well as they used to. The systems don't work. Gosh, this morning Safeway wasn't working. I had ordered a cake for our graduates, and Jerry showed up to pick it up, and nobody had the order. Nobody knew anything about it. I could probably count on all the fingers of my hands how many times we've experienced systems like that just this week, right? Things being shipped to the wrong place. I mean, not even Amazon can get it right some of the time these days. That's scary to us, isn't it? Supply chain's broken. You just go down the list. Like I said, it keeps getting longer and longer and longer. But this is the chaos that the story of the Tower of Babel is telling us about. The good news of Pentecost is that this marks not an ending, but a beginning, a new beginning. The potential for the Spirit to enter then is enormous because when human hubris fails, we might just be vulnerable to a God who is willing to act. That reversal, if you like, is found in each of the readings today. It's found in the book of Acts, beautifully read, everybody, thank you, with that chaotic moment and the first reaction out of some of the Jews of the diaspora who'd come back to Jerusalem, ah, they're just drunk, right? It's chaos. Being drunk is kind of chaotic, really. But Peter, you remember Peter? Peter who can never get it right. Peter who's always kicking himself for getting it wrong. Peter who says one thing right and then messes it up in the next sentence. Peter is suddenly this other person. Where did he come from? Who points to the ancient prophet Joel and says, no, this is it. This is the moment. When God shows up and the whole of our understanding of ourselves is remade. And our young people dream and have visions and prophesy. And our old people dream and have visions and prophesy. This is a glimpse of the new world. Enlivened by the spirit of God. And then we have today's gospel. John presents the coming of the Spirit in a much more intimate way. In John's gospel, Jesus departs to make room for the Spirit to arrive. And of course, as soon as Jesus starts talking about his departure, all of the disciples begin to panic. What are we going to do? And then Philip, Philip gets the hubris prize for today, right? Philip says, show us the Father and we shall be satisfied. You can almost see the smug grin on his face, you know. Yeah, we'll be satisfied, just like the Cheshire cat. A little smile, you know. 
We've got it figured out. We've seen the Father. What comes next? Well, it means we'll be in charge then, right? <laughs> you, can see, you can see Jesus shaking his head, maybe with a smile, maybe he's laughing, maybe he's exasperated. Right? He, he basically says to Philip, you just don't get it, do you? How long have I been with you and you still don't get it? You've seen me, Jesus says, so you have seen God. That's the message. And then the kicker is that in that moment of breaking down Philip's hubris, Jesus says, I am making room now for the Spirit to come. And that Spirit will enable you even those of you who suffer from hubris, like all of us, to do more amazing things than you have heard of or you can even imagine. Hint, hint, it helps to do them together. Which is why we talk about the Spirit as that which animates and draws us together as a church. And that's the final kicker for the day. That story from the book of Acts, where all the languages are spoken proclaiming the gospel, is actually the great undoing of the story of the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel, the languages, the multiple languages, are given by God to the human family to scatter us, to break our hubris. The book of Acts... The ability to speak and to understand is given to regather the human family. Which is why many over the years have called this day the birthday of the church. We are gathered from all of our diverse paths. All right, you've listened to me talk enough. Now look around you. Go on, look around. Heads on necks. You see these people? How many of you see all these people in your daily life in the world? A few maybe. Maybe one or two. Some of us who work in the community probably see more than others. The only thing that gathers this diverse body of people from many different walks, many different vocations, many different patterns of life, many different places where we were born, is the Spirit. You are witnesses to the grace of the Spirit that gathers this community week after week, sometimes day after day, in prayer, fellowship, and in service. It's the same spirit that drives people in those doors. It's the same spirit that enables us to reach out to others and bring them in. And it is here that the new life begins. The life on the other side of the waters of chaos, of baptism. The life given to us by God in Christ, and filled with that spirit 
that even while the whole world is breaking down around us and we are surrounded by chaos, promises us that God is doing something new. What is old has become new again. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.